Hey everybody, tonight on the Fanatic Forum, we got some cool books to show off, and we'll talk a little bit of streaming, plus like I got an interview coming up with author John Crowther, so stay tuned right after this. Forum. I'm your fanatic and host, George Bueller. Uh, hope everybody's having a good week out there, uh, trying to stay cool, depending on where you are in the country. But uh, it's a little warm around these parts here. So <laughs> anyway, so uh, all kinds of good geek stuff to talk about. Uh, I was supposed to show an interview with uh, author John Crowther, but I'm having some technical difficulties. So I'm going to actually have to post that interview separately. So just stay tuned to the Fanatic Forum page, and I will post that later on this evening. But yeah, we talk about a lot of his wrestling comics that he's done, a lot of biographies. Uh, of course, he's got some new books coming out, one on Terry Funk, uh, then an upcoming actual prose biography on the Bushwhackers. Uh, so that's very exciting. Then, uh, of course, he's recently had some uh, uh, published stories in Heavy Metal Magazine, which... Uh, to John, that kind of was the uh, the cream of the crop for him there. So anyway, so lots of good stuff to talk about. So like I said, stay tuned, Fanatic Forum, for that post there. Uh, yeah, anywho. So I uh, want to say hey to a couple of folks on here. Uh, John Pica, our resident uh, prophet of pop culture. Good to see you, sir. Happy Friday to you. And, of course, Dave Mattingly. Good to see you, sir. <laughs> George Bueller, he's way cooler. <laughs> uh, how you doing, guys? All right. So, uh, of course, like I said, I've got some new books to show off here. So I'm very excited about that stuff. Uh, and as streaming goes, let's see, we had the Kenobi finale this week, which, you know, I don't want to give too much away because, you know, some people may still have to be catching up on it. Uh, but as a Star Wars fan, especially an old school Star Wars fan, it was absolutely perfect. Really, I love the show throughout. Had no issues with it whatsoever. I know there's a lot of haters who did. Whatever. That's their problem. No, I really enjoy the show. I never was a huge fan of the prequels. So from one of my favorite parts of the prequels was Ewan McGregor's performance as the younger Obi-Wan. So to make a whole show of that, yes, please. Uh, so, yeah, very excited about that. Uh, a couple of just fantastic moments in the finale. So really, really thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, the second episode of the actually, you know, third episode now, Ms. Marvel's out. Very much enjoying that show right now. I think they're getting the character down. Aside from her power set being a little bit different, they are getting her down really well. So uh, it's just a great, fun show. Uh, very bright and colorful. So really enjoying that. And then there's the boys this week. Herogasm was the episode. And uh, they got away with some stuff. I'll give them some credit. There's, there's a few things in the episode they got away with. But... They just kind of got the tip of the iceberg because the actual Herogasm event really consisted of about two to three scenes uh, towards the end of the episode. So didn't really get the full on nature of what the book 
did for that storyline. But there was a couple of fun moments in there. Um, yeah. So <laughs> you'll never look at sausage the same way again. Let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, uh, Dave, uh, you got to watch in there. So it was nice to see Homelander finally getting a beat down. Yeah, that was pretty. That was a sweet scene there. Uh, good fight there. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that's going to develop. But I, I like the, uh, uh, the, the, the Smeagol. Uh, Gollum kind of uh, uh, conversation that Homelander was having himself with the mirror in the mirror. So that was pretty cool there. You know, you definitely have, you know, we know the cracks are there, but they, they, they're full on now like crevices. So yeah, that, that is a very damaged, very dangerous human being to be that damaged. So we'll see how things go. And uh, I love the ending for this week's episode of the boys, uh, Annie kind of putting her foot down uh, and making a statement about everything that's going on and, using her uh, persona in the proper way to do that kind of message. So yeah, very good stuff there, but yeah, so lots of good geek stuff there. Uh, I'm not a Hulu subscriber. So right now I'm currently missing out on uh, the new season of the Orville. Um, uh, you know, I don't watch any of the Star Trek shows, so there's all that going on. Uh, but yeah, lots of cool stuff to look forward to. Uh, and I'm actually, I may get on Hulu because that uh, Predator movie Prey that's coming out. Yeah, that looks pretty awesome. So yeah, may have to check that one out. So, uh, well, before we get into the new comics here, I do want to show a little bit of love to one of our sponsors here, Comic Book for Kids. So we'll be right back. Comic Books for Kids provides comic books to kids in hospitals and cancer centers across the U.S. It's a place where we can all work together to make sure every child has a comic book. 100% of all proceeds go towards the kids. It's about making a difference, and while they're in the hospital, allowing them to fly like a superhero, battle dragons, or rescue teddy bears. We are in every state in the country and now support over 160 hospitals. Every month, we add more. Visit cb4k.org. Yeah, definitely got to give them some love and great charity there. Uh, and of course, you know, if you're new to the Fanatic Forum here, you definitely want to, you know, share with your friends, uh, like, comment, subscribe, everything you want to do there. Because I'm on Facebook, I'm on YouTube. Uh, yeah, we're all over the place. So, uh, yeah, definitely want to give all the kind of love there. And I love having more people on the show here and, you know, talking about all kinds of geek stuff. So, yes, love to do that here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Dave's actually talking about the Orville here. Let's see what you have to say here. Uh, most recent Orville got us some social religious controversy in a good, thoughtful way. Yeah, it seems the writing on that show does handle have some deeper issues and, you know, just a well-rounded, like, here's all the arguments. When I, I mean, you have to notice it's the previous season. So it doesn't surprise me that they would handle a, uh, a dicey topic well. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> anywho. Uh, so, yeah, uh, again, but, uh, yeah, so lots of good geek stuff to uh, be, uh, uh, to love right now. So, anywho, uh, let's get on to the comic, shall we? Yeah, we got some good stuff here. All right, so I uh, actually have got four selections here from Marvel. Didn't have any DC books here. We're basically doing uh, Marvel and Indies uh, this week here. So uh, I did get a couple of DC books, but, you know, nothing really spectacular to talk about here. But one I've been looking forward to, uh, the first issue of New Fantastic Four. Uh, They're uh, reviving, basically, uh, this old uh, ragtag band of misfits here. Uh, it was a three-issue run in the old Fantastic Four books that uh, the, the usual creative team were taking a break. And so uh, basically you got, you know, 
These four were assembled to help out uh, a captured Fantastic Four. So you look at this wraparound cover here, would be really nice. You got the uh, team on the back there. Cool. Uh, but yeah, Peter David and Alan Robinson are the creative team on this one here. And this literally takes place like minutes after the third issue ended that had. So basically, this is still within that kind of, uh, I think, early 90s time period of the Fantastic Four. So this, you know, isn't really like, you know, they have to get back together. The band hasn't, the, the band hasn't broken up just yet. Uh, but instead of dealing with monsters on Monster Islands, we are maybe dealing with demons. So, yeah, lots of fun there. So uh, that's going to be a five-issue miniseries. So highly recommend picking that one up there. Uh, the new, let's see here, what you got to say here, Dave? Uh, the new FF run was from Louise Simonson. Uh, no, that was, um, it was Walter Simonson and uh, oh, Art, uh, Arthur Tibbert uh, did the uh, artwork for it. So uh, Louise, uh, I think, what was Louise doing? I think she may have been on X-Men at that point. Not sure. Anywho. Uh, yeah, anywho, but it, uh, yeah, so nonetheless, a very fun Fantastic Four book there. So, uh, nice to see that group revisited. And, uh, I said last week, Marvel Tales actually published, re, uh, basically reprinted all three of those Fantastic Four issues in one collection. So, for like eight bucks, you can get all three of those books. So, not too shabby. Uh, next up on the little docket here, Punisher War Journal Blitz. So this is in the current continuity with the Punisher, where he is basically the uh, general of the Hand, uh, the uh, evil ninja organization, you know, slightly undead, all that sort of stuff. Um, these are going to be a series of one-shots that are going to be done within this current continuity under the Punisher War Journal title. So this is going to be the first one. The next one is going to be coming up in October. Uh, this is a fun, just one, you know, like I say, if you know what's going on in the current continuity, it's a, it's a fun little one shot here. But uh, the Punisher and the Hand are taking on the hate monger. Uh, so, yeah, some good stuff there. So lots of, uh, lots of action, lots of violence. Uh, let's see. Dave said that uh, Doc Ock had a very interesting uh, variation on. Uh... Okay, he did. I'll have to check that one out. So, yeah, I know they had the, uh, was it the Sinister Four uh, storyline in Devil's Reign, but I didn't pick that. I picked up some of the, uh, the uh, miniseries off of the Devil's Reign, but didn't get all of them, though. So that was one I didn't get. So I'll just check that out, Dave. Thanks for the recommendation. All right. Next up on here, uh, as I said last month, if you are not reading Amazing Spider-Man right now, you are missing out. This is a very, very dramatic series. Uh, Peter is kind of in some dire straits these days. Uh, we've kind of been like six months removed from the Beyond storyline. Uh, something happened in that time period that has caused basically him to kind of doubt himself and his abilities somewhat. Uh, there's a bit of a distance between him and MJ that didn't exist previously. And there's a little girl who may or may not be their daughter, but we don't quite know yet. On top of all that, uh, Tombstone, uh, the crime boss, is back in the picture here and kind of uh, Spidey's main nemesis. Uh, issue three ended with a great cliffhanger. Uh, and this one takes place kind of just like immediately after, but it is just so good. And uh, basically, Spidey gets really manipulated in this issue. He he's, ends up doing something good but it wasn't necessarily his idea to do it. And how everything kind of happens, it's just 
it's, it's really good writing. So Zeb Wells is the writer on this one, and John Romita Jr., the legend, uh, is doing the artwork on it. Highly, highly, highly recommend picking that book up. Uh, last but not least on the Marvel uh, list here, the final issue of Silver Surfer Rebirth. Uh, Ron Lim and uh, Ron Mars are back on basically a fantastic character. They had a wonderful run in the late 80s through the 90s, uh, definitely through the Infinity Gauntlet stuff. Uh, and it was just so cool to kind of see them return to form and see the Silver Surfer kind of return to prominence once again. Um, whether or not this kind of leads him back into the proper Marvel Universe, because right now he's been kind of existing a bit on the fringes. Uh, so I'm curious to see if this will kind of lead into, you know, kind of the next stage for him. So, uh, but yeah, it's basically just, you know, if you're an old school Silver Surfer fan, uh, not only do you get a classic uh, creative team going back on the title, uh, it just has just a, a, an old school feel to it. Uh, so yeah, very fun stuff, good space stuff. So yeah, definitely want to check that one out. A uh, couple of image books here. I definitely want to push this week. Uh, I love Silver Coin. Absolutely love this series. Uh, it's a great kind of monkey's paw horror sort of anthology where basically you've got this cursed coin that people find it. Maybe they make a wish, whatever else, and their wish comes true. But like the uh, like the old saying, careful what you wish for because you just might get it. Uh, this definitely is true because we have a diner who has seen its better days, uh, kind of wishes they'd have a little more business, a few more customers come in because the modernization of uh, drive through fast food restaurants are kind of taking away their livelihood. And, well, they have themselves a good busy day, but it's maybe not quite the crowd you want. And Yeah, so... Uh, this series definitely is bloody stuff, so if you're not into the gore, uh, you may want to stay away from it, but if you don't mind it, uh, this is really good. Uh, what I love about this uh, whole series is that um, Michael Walsh and I'm trying to think who else. Um, uh, oh, yeah, basically you've got uh, Michael Walsh, uh, Ed Brisson, Jeff Lemire, Kelly Thompson, and Chip Zdarsky all are kind of the creatives behind this whole series. And what they do is Michael Walsh draws the whole series and then a new writer comes in each issue while there is kind of like, there is overall ties. If you kind of notice after 11 issues, you'll see some similarities or maybe some kind of like a reference to a previous issue or time period or event will pop up and like, oh, okay, yeah. So if you've been following the series, you get some nice little payoffs every once in a while. But for the most part, these are all standalone issues. Uh, this particular issue is written by James Tinian the Fourth, so you know it's gonna be good because he's on it. So uh, yeah, so just really fun stuff there. Uh, it's bloody fun, but it's really fun nonetheless. Uh, new book this week, definitely want to check out here. Beware the Eye of Odin, uh, a fantasy epic here, but this is also has like a lot of comedy to it. Uh, the artwork definitely is uh, a little bit zany and goofy there. Uh, and we got some odd characters as well here. Uh, Doug Wagner and Tim Odlin are the uh, creative team on this one here. Uh, but yeah, this is really fun because 
the whole premise is that when someone gets this totem that basically supposedly is the eye of Odin, his lost eye, you immediately have to return it to the owner or basically you are cursed and everybody you love is going to die and all kinds of these bad things are going to happen to you. You know, the Mets are never going to win again, you know, all that kind of jazz. So, you know, you have to get it to him immediately. Well, basically the, uh, the, the young prince right here, uh, he's our unlucky owner and has to get it to Odin himself. And so gets uh, basically these kind of ragtag band of misfits here. Uh, this guy's really awesome here. And she's really funny, but also is possibly insane. So uh, she thinks she's a Valkyrie. But uh, as you can see, those wings look a little bit um, homemade. Yeah. And see, actually, like kind of right here, yeah. So she seems to be a quite formidable warrior, but yeah, a little cuckoo. So we'll see here. Uh, let's see here. He's got kind of a silver coin. Um, there was an interesting novel about those 30 pieces of silver when I got melted down to a souvenir or miniature spoon. Oh, that's cool. Hmm. It's like a different kind of silver coin. We're referring to the the uh, the Judas silver pieces. Interesting. Yeah, we don't know the origin of this coin just yet, so we don't know if that actually if this coin comes from those you know thirty pieces of silver, or if it's you know has some other origin because the coin has like an eye on it. And the eye tends to open when like as worse things get, the eye the aperture keeps opening further. So it hasn't blinked, but. Yeah, it's it like I said, weird book, but definitely want to check it out. Um, this is another horror series, uh, one I've been wanting to share with you guys for a couple of weeks, but for some reason, Diamond Distributors was a little late on getting this to my local comic shop here. Uh, so it came out a couple of weeks ago, but yes, definitely highly recommend The Passageway. This is the first official offering into the Bone Orchard Mythos a new shared universe horror series that is created by superstar team Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino. Um, uh, this is amazing. It is a hardcover. Uh, it's $17.99, so, um, but it is a complete story. But yeah, look at that artwork. Gosh, beautiful. And it, it, gets, it gets weird and psychedelic in some places, too. Yeah, it gets, you know, yeah, some ooh, a little weird there, yeah. Um, but the premise on this is that a geologist is sent to uh, Europe to investigate some odd phenomena at some at a lighthouse where there's basically this like chasm has essentially just opened up near the lighthouse. And basically, what is down in there? Will they go in? What will they find? All that sort of stuff. You know, very, very uh, unusual sort of thing there. So uh, Dave's got the, the uh, I have Odin sounds a bit like Marvel's original sin storyline. Well, okay. That involved a lot of eyes in there, uh, but it is the original sin was much more of a murder mystery uh, sort of thing. And this is basically more of a quest to get an artifact back to its proper place before the curse kicks in. So definitely a lot of eyeball stuff going on in both stories there, but a little bit different, <laughs> but good call though, Dave, because that original sin was a really good storyline. Uh, last but not least, I definitely want to share this. Uh, this is a series that's actually been out for a little bit, but I'm just recently getting into it. A little late to the band bandwagon on this one here. But highly recommend you all check out Radiant Black. 
this is from Kyle Higgins and um, what's the artist's name? Uh, Marcelo Costa. Yeah. Uh, if you miss the book Invincible by Robert Kirkman, highly, highly, highly recommend you picking this up because this is definitely another like coming of age superhero original storyline here. Um, very neat kind of concepts. Kind of looks a little Power Rangery, uh, but yeah. Uh, and this is kind of starting, this basically kicked off a whole new uh, Image Comics superhero universe. Because, of course, when they first started in the 90s, there were superheroes all over the place. And then they kind of got out of that and did a lot more all over the place kind of genre stuff. So this is kind of them getting back into it. So uh, this is the first trade that collects the first six issues. The series is currently on issue 15 right now. Uh, the cool thing, though, is that this actually spun off some more titles. So uh, there is the character Radiant Red, who's introduced in this first trade. She has a five-issue miniseries that I think is four issues in right now. Uh, there was a crossover they did, I think, two years ago called Supermassive. That's a one-shot crossover. Uh, big, thick, like $10 book, but it's, you know, it's awesome. You get a whole crossover storyline, big event, in one volume. So you can't beat that. So Supermassive, check that one out. Uh, the most recent addition to the Radiant Black universe uh, is Rogue Sun. Uh, I think he's about five or six issues in right now. So, uh, yeah, definitely worth checking out. Uh, but, yeah, this is, of course, I said, you know, a lot of fun, you know, you know, coming of age, you know, trying out your new superhero feet, you know, sort of things like that. Uh, but, yeah, so... Definitely want to check that one out because uh, yeah, it's it's worth picking up. I'm, I was a little late to the punch on it, uh, but then again, I was a little late to the punch when Invincible first came out. I think like uh, I didn't pick it up until almost like like eighty or ninety issues in. Uh, but once I did get in, I was hooked. Um, the fun thing though is uh, that when people were trying to get others into Invincible, uh, the kind of the going rule is that you always want to recommend them they read the first two trades. Uh, of course, now you got the show out. The first season of the show is essentially the first two trades of the series. So that was kind of always the good starting point. Like, you read the first trade, it may not sell you, but you read that second one and it just nails it home for you. Uh, the great thing about Radiant Black is that first trade will, you those first six issues bring you in. So uh, I think Kyle Higgins kind of took a little bit of the model that Robert Kirkman laid out in this sort of genre and just did a nice, you know, much more encapsulated story. Uh, so yeah, this very much, very highly recommend. So y'all want to check that one out for sure. Um, I'm going to go a little shorter tonight. Cause like I said, I uh, was supposed to have my, uh, uh share my interview here with, uh, I did with John Crowther. It was a taped interview I did a couple days ago. Uh, but, uh, my uh, laptop is not being kind to me tonight here. So, uh, I'm going to actually post that later on. So like I said, this will be on um, my Facebook and on YouTube. So definitely want to check that out, uh, and promote or basically support uh, his art and his, uh, his books there. So you can find them on Comixology, uh, if you want to read, download them there. Uh, of course, you know, his own, uh, uh hang on, here, uh, his own websites here. Uh, you've got John Crowther Comics, his Tumblr page there. So uh, you get a little more updates and that stuff. And then he's also on Facebook um, as well under uh, Johnny Crowther. So, yeah. So anyway, so, uh, I, so I will post that here in a little bit. Uh, but anyway, so, yeah, again, lots of good stuff to share here. Uh, lots of crazy things going on streaming-wise today, uh, this week. So, 
Yeah. Um, and of course, if you're on Disney Plus, uh, Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness posted this week. So it's on there now. So in case you didn't get to see it in theaters or of course you want to see it again before it's available on Blu-ray to purchase, then you can definitely do that. So, uh, of course, you can always just, uh, you know, stream Kenobi again now if you haven't even got the, you know, the, uh, got the whole series yet or just, you know, only the first few episodes. But, yeah, uh, definitely worth it. Uh, don't listen to haters, folks. This is a great series. Uh, and it kind of leaves it a bit up in the air. Like, it could go for another season if they wanted to uh or this could be a really good point of like okay well the next time we see him will be episode four where he's a much older man and uh you know he's uh, the old uh you know old hermit that lives out beyond the dune sea so oh we'll see so i but you know fingers across that uh they've been kind of teasing we might get a second season um also, uh, actually, I just recently finished uh, the first part of Stranger Things Season 4. Fantastic. Really enjoying that so far. Uh, I, actually, I don't think I'm enjoying this more than I am any of the other seasons because it's much more the you know, grown-up version of the show. They're dealing with you know, uh, you know, a far deadlier enemy than they ever have before. Uh, and, you know, I don't know this for certain, but uh, the Duffer Brothers in some interviews have recently just said, kind of like, Okay, when we get to the second half of the season here, it's like we've kind of set up that this is kind of the most dangerous season here. Everybody's grown-ups. We're not necessarily dealing with kids. So we may not, when we get to the end of this whole season here, we may not have everybody in tow with us. We may lose some friends. Don't know who. You may uh, start taking your bets down and place, you know, having your guesses of who. But, yeah, there is a good possibility that not everybody's going to make it out alive. So uh, I'm, I have my suspicions who, but uh, I don't know. I mean, we almost lost Max uh, first half of this season. So yeah, uh, but nonetheless, uh, I'm looking forward. July 1st is when the, uh, the whole thing drops. So yeah, uh, it's, it's going to be good, but uh, it may be a little painful for Stranger Things fans. So we, we shall see about that one. So uh, well, I'm going to wrap it up here and get that interview posted so as you guys can check it out tonight. Uh, and yeah, definitely uh, like and share whatnot. Check it out. Highly recommend it. Uh, anyway, you all have yourselves a wonderful weekend, and I will see you next time on the Fanatic Forum. Take care.